Get your pen and paper ready. It's time for another edition of The The Flex. The absolute best fantasy football podcast in existence. I'll say this, not to say that I disagree, but... I disagree. Oh my God. Presented by Broadway Sports. All right. Flexers ready? Um, Welcome to The Flex. I was actually just starting... Always got to interrupt people when they're trying to start the show. It's a rhetorical question. question. It's like, who's the best center in the NFL? It's a rhetorical question. So everybody knows it's Ben Jones. Welcome into the Flex. We have started. I am Zach Lyons. I'm hosting tonight. You can follow me on Twitter at FWordsPod. You have Justin Graver somewhere around me. You can follow him at Titans Film Room. Then also around me, sponsored by Toyota, Optus, SG, RAA, and Thomas Farms, whatever they do, Robert they Greenlaw. Farm. Robert, how did you get all of those sponsors? Just a crazy thing that happened. They reached out to me on Twitter, and they said, we'd love to sponsor you on the flex. You go, you know, four and three, three and four on your picks every single week for start set. We love that kind of consistency. That's what we're all about here at Toyotathon and RAA and Optus 5G and Thomas Farms. They're all about consistency. So, I mean, it was an, it was a no-brainer for them and for me. Now, everybody may notice that we are missing one. Truth is, he never existed. This is the Flex 2.0. He never existed. Uh, he was a simulation. You never it really experienced the real Ryan. Never around. Raccoon stories, made up. Part of the simulation. Being really bad at sit-start, part of the simulation. Just how it is. Actually, he has some actual stuff going on. He will be back next week once we reboot the computer and the simulation starts back over. So, Just going keep into staring this at your screen until then, yeah. and Ryan will be back. <laughs> He'll appear magically within the next week. Yes. Now we have. We are brought to you by BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Of course, we have some new articles that you need to go read. Today is Thursday night. Or Thursday, tonight is Thursday Night Football. And we have Super Horns All-22 is out. We have articles talking about Dory Jackson's return. What does it mean? If you go to Titans Tape, at Titans Tape on Twitter, he actually has a 2019 thread about Dory Jackson's season. And we have all kinds of merchandise. If you go to shop.broadwaysportsmedia.com, we have hoodies, we have t-shirts. If you are a big fan of the Gator Boys, you'll get you a t-shirt. You can be you can be part of the Gator Boys, the Justin Herbert, Mike Williams Gator Boys. The other thing we have to talk about, and let's start it off right here, is what did everybody learn this week? So I'm going to start with Greenlaw. Greenlaw, what did you learn this week? Well, I learned that the future of quarterbacks in the NFL is, is really bright. I know Joe Burrow is on bye, but Tua looked really good, and Justin Herbert's looked good since they've given him the starting job. So it's very promising as far as the future goes with these this young group of quarterbacks. And the next year's class looks really good with uh, Lawrence and Fields and even Zach Wilson, who's from BYU. He looks really good from what I've seen as well. So very promising future for the, the quarterback position. Well, I will. And Jake Luton. Yeah. Jake Luton. Yes, he, looked, he, he did look pretty good. good. Uh, 300 I, yards in his debut. And a rushing I, touchdown. Nice. 
I will piggyback off of you, and I will talk about two other young quarterbacks and that you forgot to mention in Jameis Winston and Joe Flacco, and they looked tremendous in their victories over the weekend. I mean, Jameis Winston led a come-from-behind victory for the Saints to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Joe Flacco was so close, so, so very close to defeating the uh, New, uh, New England Patriots and, you know, essentially co- almost costing them a uh, first-round pick, the uh, the Jets. So, I mean, kudos to those young guys that just got their first NFL action of the season. Um, Joe Flacco, I don't know if anybody – I get this feeling that he's an elite prospect or elite quarterback in this in this league, and he just looked tremendous. I, I just don't know where they fa- were able to fa- find this kid. Is Joe uh, Flacco elite? Joe Flacco is 100% elite if you watched the Monday night game. I mean, that was elite. I think that's the question that we're uh, all asking ourselves after this week is, is Joe Flacco elite? Uh, This week I learned that running backs don't matter. And, you know, people on Twitter will tell you that. And I thought that it was mostly true. But from a fantasy standpoint, I've learned that running backs really just don't seem to matter. If you don't have one of the top guys, it's a total crapshoot week to week. Wayne Gallman was the RB10 this week. Wayne freaking Gallman with 14 points. He always gets one. It's, he's like <laughs> Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man, you always get one if you to be saved by Spider-Man. He always gets one every year, every season. And then everybody's going to spend a bunch of money on Wayne Gallman. Listen, I had people dropping and falling over themselves. Someone spent $37 on Kalen Balaj this week on the fad. 1.6 yards per carry just last year, Kalen Balaj. And you can't blame... Adam Gase for his failings in uh, Miami because you see that Miles Gaskin is doing it in Miami under Brian Flores. So you can't, and there's no Adam Gase there to blame. And give me a break. $37 on Kalen Balaj. Granted, this guy just traded away CMC for nothing. And yeah. And so I don't know, but like, so settle down on Wayne Gallman. This is my point, though. It's like J.D. McKissick was RB3. Kalen Balaj was RB4. Jarek McKinnon was RB7. But these guys didn't score a ton of points. If you look at their overall rankings or, or their flex rankings or whatever, we're looking like outside the top 60, outside the top right. 75. They had like 16 points or something like that. But J.D. McKissick had, I think, 13 targets this week. I mean, maybe more on him later. I don't know. But I, unbelievable that the – the Washington football team has this uber talented running back in Antonio Gibson. And they've decided that for some reason it is vital to the existence of Alex Smith, that when he is playing quarterback, JD McKissick has to be in the game to catch these 13 check down targets that he's going to get. There's no, there's no world where he's more dynamic than Antonio Gibson. And it's ridiculous. The amount of opportunity McKissick had over Gibson. Well, I will right. say this. Uh, in the BroadwaySportsMedia.com Week 10 Power Rankings, to, to what JG was talking about, where all these running backs were still like outside of the top 60, even though they were tops at their position, Week 9 was all about the passing game. Now, this what I'm about to read you does not include what happened with the Patriots and, and, and the Jets, but quarterbacks averaged 101.7 passer rating – and 67.5% completion rate, 52 passing touchdowns, 17 interceptions, and 7.8 yards per attempt. Like, that is all about the – that is all about 
I can't even say it. The passing game. Right. And that's kind of my point, I guess. It was it maybe was a one week like super bump to the passing game, but it kind of just represents where the league is has been going for years now and where your fantasy team should be going. And my overall point is if you have a flex decision, raw, no Ryan this week, raw, I'll do it myself. Um, if you have a flex decision and it's between a running back and a wide receiver, unless that running back has an unbelievable matchup and you really just think the game script is going to go in that team's favor and he's going to get a ton of carries or the opposite if he's the passing down guy, you got to play the wide receiver almost always because they're just going to have a better week almost always. So when you include Joe Flacco and Cam Newton's numbers, Joe Flacco had 128.7 passer rating because he's elite. Cam Newton had a 99 passer rating and they, between the two, they had three passing touchdowns and one interception. So that passer rating obviously is going to get bumped up some, but that's going to bring the total to 55 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. And both of these guys, um, want, Joe Flacco averaged 10.5 yards per attempt while Cam Newton averaged 7.8. So that 7.8 yards per attempt is already going to bump up. So it was the weekend of the wide receiver. And you're right. It is If you're choosing between um, – Marvin Jones and uh, let's say DeAndre Swift. I don't know. I guess you'd put in Marvin Jones at this point because he's going to, he's almost seems like it's guaranteed he's going to get a touchdown. Nat, Nelson Aguilar is a guy that everybody needs to be putting in some lineups a little bit more. And the projections are still only projecting him six points every week, even though he's had multiple touchdowns and multiple double digit point games. So it's crazy. You're right. I mean, it, when, I saw that DeAndre Swift was like a ranked really high when we were doing our sit starts um, results. He was ranked really high on the running backs. I'm like, yes, he's going to make the flex. And, and he didn't. Yeah. He didn't even crack it. Yeah. It's crazy. That is crazy. Let's talk about the Thursday night football game before we get in further. And let's talk about DraftKings and some DFS lineups. I don't know how you can find value in this because obviously Derrick Henry is going to be expensive and uh, A.J. Brown is going to be expensive. Apparently, I have an ad playing somewhere. I don't know. USA Today just started like playing in my ear. It was off of uh, the ESPN uh, website I was just on. But anyway. Hopefully just for you. <laughs> yeah, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, those are going to be expensive what what's the play here justin well, take us through it i feel like you just you gotta look at your uh you gotta build a game script flow in your head right and kind of figure out what is this game gonna be and when i look at it i kind of tend to think this is gonna be a slow paced run heavy defensive kind of game the colts are the number one team in the league in yards allowed this season yards allowed per game they're number three in defensive dvoa the Titans have a great offense, but, you know, against the Bears, against the Steelers a couple weeks ago, the offense was good, but it wasn't the explosive machine we've seen in other games this year. So I think it's kind of one of those games, and I don't know if you have value in Derrick Henry, but he's he's the most likely guy to score a touchdown in this game, right? Is there anyone more likely than Derrick Henry to score a touchdown? I can't and think I probably, of anybody. I probably would fade Tannehill just because the Colts' pass defense is so strong, and we'll talk about this more in sit starts. But for this DFS game, I don't know if you play either quarterback because it feels like it could be that kind of game. 
Yeah, and how do you play the running back situation for the Colts? Because they kind of embraced this running back by committee approach. So you wonder if you just have to almost guess which guy's going to, you know, have read. I mean, I think Jonathan Taylor's dominated red zone touches for them. But you have to kind of guess which guy is going to, you know, break off a, a big gain or, or score a touchdown. Yeah. Do you look at Jordan Wilkins, who's definitely the cheapest of the three? When you look at DraftKings, $8,100 price um, for your – that's if you put him at your MVP spot. Or normally 50, only 5400 so super cheap to play Wilkins in one of your flex spots. But I almost think Naheem Hines is the best running back option because he's – you know he's going to be involved in the passing game. He keeps scoring touchdowns. He, he's kind of got like Chase Edmonds syndrome a little bit where he doesn't touch the ball very much, but he just gets in the end zone. And I kind of feel like the Titans' defense is the one that's going to give up that stupid little flat play to the running back that they've been giving up all season. And Naheem Hines is lo- the likely target for a play like that. So I'm looking at Hines, and then I'm looking at Trey Burton for the Colts in the passing game with Jack Doyle out with concussion and the no. Titans. Nah. Trey right. Burton sucks. He's been getting in the end zone. They've been using him a lot in the red zone. And Jack well, Doyle's they, not playing. They're, these motherfuckers aren't getting to the red zone. They're going to have to score from <laughs> uh, 21 or further out. Because let me tell you something. There's going to be a defensive touchdown this game from the Tennessee Titans. They're going to have a touchdown this game. I think everybody should go to whatever sports book they use legally and place that bet. And let me let me ask you guys this question, though. Right now, one over under 1.5 passing touchdowns for Ryan Tannehill at minus 120. What do you guys think about that? Because I think that's a risky bet. Now, he's had at least two touchdowns in 18 of 21 of his starts, including the playoffs. In seven of eight games this year, he's had two touchdowns. I would take the over because of what you just said. I, I saw that on Twitter at some point this week, and it does seem almost inevitable that he's going to get the two touchdowns every week, even against a great defense like Chicago last week. And I think Chicago's defense is better suited to stop the pass than the Colts. Yeah. So you guys want to build a lineup then? Let's put the Titans defense as our captain. Yeah. yeah Ooh, I like, that. I like it. If you, if you like – Tannehill to throw two touchdowns. They got to go to somebody. So who are they going to? AJ Brown. I think they go to Corey Davis. If, oh. if, he, if, if he, he plays, plays, if he plays, I think they go to Corey Davis just because Corey Davis is the one that's been finding those end zone. And I think that this defense is going to be targeting AJ Brown because I I feel like Johnny Smith and maybe everybody's seen it is not feeling he's not one hundred percent yet. And then Ferkser's dropping a lot of passes and no Adam Humphreys. So that kind of leaves A.J. Brown or Corey Davis as the guy that's probably going to get a lot of one-on-one. Right. I think they're gonna, we're going to see a ton of Derrick Henry ownership. So I almost want to fade Henry, even though he, like I said, he has the best chance to go for a touchdown. But I could also see like a 20 carry for 80-yard type game where the Colts just zero in. Darius Leonard's coming downhill every play and they're taking Henry out. And that well, opens let me, up. Let me say something. He's owned Darius Leonard. I, Mike said the same thing. Since college, he has made Darius Leonard his bitch. Let's settle down <laughs> on the Derrick Henry. Darius Leonard's a one-man guy. He's going to stop Derrick Henry. He's not going to stop Derrick Henry, but he's he's a good player for sure. And I for, think compared, that for other teams, like he's not very good versus Derrick Henry. 
Just want the right Well, Derrick Henry's got to do a lot statistically to live up to his price point. Right. And I, we, it, we saw it last year in this game. Colts-Titans was a close, low-scoring match. And then the Titans blocked a field goal and turned it for a touchdown. That kind of boosted the scoring. So you but do right, Naheem Hines, right? Naheem Hines. Yeah, I got okay. Naheem Hines in. So we, so we got Titans. We have AJ or Corey Davis, Naheem Hines. That should leave us a lot of money, I feel like. It does leave us a good deal of money, actually. We're at uh, 10000 remaining per player. So we could put Henry in here pretty easily, actually. I mean, would it be better to do um, or Rivers and Tannehill, do both quarterbacks? Get the QBs in. If we get the QBs in, we got one slot left, and Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown are the only players we can't afford for our final spot. I'm going to put a kicker in there, Colts kicker, Titans red zone defense. Good. Because they're not scoring I don't hate the, the kicker. Yeah, I don't hate the kicker play. Rodrigo Blankenship. That's not a bad lineup. Titans defense, Naheem Hines, Corey Davis, Ryan Tannehill, Phillip Rivers, Rodrigo Blankenship. Could swap Davis for Henry. If you wanted to go with the Titans running game, we don't have any running game leverage in this game because we got Hines, who's more of the passing down back. So this would almost look more like a shootout, except you have the Titans defense. So I think for game script flow, you, should you probably might take Rivers out. Rivers out and put Henry in, mm -hmm. actually. Okay. And there you go. There's there your uh, million, make, million dollar will, lineup. Will it be on the screen? Will you show it on the screen? Fuck it. I'll take a screenshot and put it on the damn screen. Yeah, there you go. Let's do it. So as you can see, the perfect lineup, and this is not a simulation, even though everything else is. So that is the DraftKings. We did DraftKings, right? Yes. Okay, so that is the DraftKings V-Flex guaranteed $1 million winning lineup sponsored by Toyota, Optu, 5G, RAA, and Thomas Farms. Presented by Robert Greenlaw. Is that right? And if you wanted to do and the Toyota same thing... Thon. Oh, yeah. Totally <laughs> wanted to do the same thing on FanDuel. FanDuel doesn't do defenses, so you just take the bottom five, pick any MVP you want, and that's your lineup. Let's do it. Boom. Nailed Boom. it. Let's get into sit start. Justin Graver, six and one last week. The only one he got wrong was the start of the Seattle Seahawks, which was a long shot anyway, but six and one. Got to do that's pretty good. Give yourself a pat on the back. Greenlaw, did you go three and four or four and three? I believe four and three this week. Yeah, four and, four and three, three you did. And Ryan, of course, continue his streak of going three and four for the 10th week in a row. <laughs> I don't really have much room to talk because I went three and four and it was really bad towards the end. DeAndre Swift really. He screwed me because he was a top 20 running back and somehow he falls out of the top 60 in the flex. And then Justin Jackson, you blinked and he was gone. Like he just poof, the rapture happened. <laughs> I mean, it was just insane. And then, yeah. But I did get Lamar Jackson right and Robbie Anderson right. Barely in there, that Robbie Anderson. He scared me a little bit. So let's get into this week. Let's start off with the quarterbacks. And Greenlaw, we're going to start off with you. Who is your start at quarterback? So my start this week is Jared Goff. I don't love Jared Goff as a quarterback at all, but he's playing Seattle, and that's been the get-right game for every single <laughs> offense in the NFL. They're, they're the fourth-worst passing uh, 
passing DVOA off or defense in the league. You've got to play against them. Uh, so if you got Jared Goff or you're streaming him, you need a quarterback streamer this week. I think he's a perfect play. Yeah, I mean it's it's a layup, right? I mean, like you would hope so. to that point of the season where yeah, Jared Goff's not a top twelve quarterback at all in fantasy this year, which is mind boggling after the start that they had. But you gotta play him. And yep. and really you can pick him up off waivers. I picked him off waivers in a few places, and he may even still be there because he's got that name recognition to him. A lot of people may not even be paying attention, depending on what your location is, that the Rams and the Seahawks are playing right now and they're 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 probably just clueless. So if someone's sleeping and Jared Goff's available, Jared Goff has the chance to put up QB one numbers this week. I mean, that's yep. a guy you got to pick up and stream for the, for the week. The and other maybe guy, even hold on to him. Uh, yeah. Do they play the second last game or the last game of the year? I think it's week seventeen. So it won't uh, be well, if you're in a set week seventeen fantasy playoff league, you need to just quit it. Yeah, you stink. The other guy I liked here a lot was oh Tua, oh oh. He didn't... Sorry. I was wrong. It's week 16. It is week 16. Okay, so championship Championship game. Wow. Hmm. I like Tua this week also, but he didn't get quarterback one last week, so I felt a little iffy on on choosing him for this week, and I thought he played great last week. But it seemed like every quarterback played great this past week. And another note on Goff is uh, the Rams do this thing where they, like, stop running the ball for some reason, and it's, like, been their downfall a few times this year. But against Seattle, that is the answer. That is how you win. That is how you defeat their deal. The Bills did the same thing. The Bills hardly ran the ball, and they just threw it all over, and it was a super easy win. The Niners did the Kyle Shanahan thing, which is to go more run heavy, and it cost them. And when they finally started throwing the ball towards the end of the game, they made a bit of a comeback. But It's just, it's just one of those things. Don't overthink it. It's like last year. You couldn't run against Tampa Bay. Why even try to run against Tampa Bay? But you could pass on Carolina – but for some reason, people wanted to run on Carolina. Like, just don't overthink it and just throw the fucking ball. Throw the damn ball. Let's get that throw shirt. Throw the damn ball. Okay, Justin, who is your sit of the week? Well, this hurts a little bit, but <laughs> it's Ryan Tannehill, and it's just because of the matchup. Tannehill has been an efficient quarterback throughout his time in Tennessee, but last week we saw probably his least efficient outing with only 10 completions, which is just, like, pretty low, obviously. So... You don't want to start a fantasy quarterback who only completes 10 balls. Now he might throw one and a half touchdowns, but as we've talked about, it's the year of the quarterback, or I guess the era of the quarterback, really, and quarterbacks throw lots of touchdowns. So even if he does throw those two touchdowns, he still could have a subpar fantasy day. And I just think that it's a low-scoring game. Why take the chance in that kind of game with Tannehill this week? It's really hard to get into top 10 quarterbacks it feels like to get that top 12 quarterback because I don't know if just because everybody's scoring or if it's the reason being is that touchdowns don't cost a lot, but some of these rankings sometimes when I go through and I'm looking at quarterbacks from the previous week when we're doing our grading and stuff and I'm like, where, where, why isn't this quarterback higher? This quarterback should be higher. He had like three touchdowns, but apparently if you only have like 200 yards, that's a real killer. In, in in these rankings yeah drew, fantasy drew Brees this past week uh yeah he had a great game and he was quarterback 13. 15 or 13 yeah. yeah i couldn't believe i got that one right when i looked at the spreadsheet i was like oh that yeah. was definitely a loss yeah i couldn't believe it either i was like oh i kept looking at Derek carr towards or sorry drew Brees towards the top and he wasn't there and i'm like where is he and it's like right at, i just couldn't believe it and that's the All thing right. is like the separation between quarterback five Aaron Rodgers 28 points and quarterback 14 Jake Luton who 
is only six points, 28 to 22, you know? Yep. It's like, and then you jump up to number one, Kyler Murray at 37, Josh Allen at 36. That's more than six points just to go from number five to number one. So, it, I don't know. It's yeah. We, the, but that's the, the reason we do these sit starts based on points per game and looking at the points and stuff is because that six points can mean all the difference between Jake Luton and whoever you said it was. But some, some teams lose by less than six. So that six points can always make the difference. I'm just going to go with, uh, let's talk about my start. Kind of went with Tom Brady at the beginning, and it was a real risky onion hanger. And then I said, fuck it. I'm going Derek Carr. And here's why I'm going Derek Carr. is because he's going up against the Los Angeles Chargers, and they have given up the fourth most points fantasy quarterback. But here's the real reason I went with Derek Carr. Because I just wanted to say, I told you so, to all the Marcus uh, lovers out there in the stands saying, oh, he's going to start by <laughs> week four. I think he was just active for the first time this regular season this this last week. And I don't even know if he was that active or if he was, was he just active? on the sideline. I don't know. He I know was he was inactive. I think I think he was. Oh, a he's scratch. inactive. Yeah, I don't think but he was that, active. I mean, proves your point. Week week nine, and he's still not active yeah. for a game. We, and people, I love the people that say, "Oh, Derek Carr's down." That means it's Marcus time. He's not active. <laughs> like, like he's. <laughs> I mean, like kudos to him for conning the freaking Las Vegas Raiders and getting paid $7.5 million to do fucking nothing except for get his hair braided and look fucking ridiculous like he's in a Chris Cross video <laughs> from the 90s. Give me a break about this guy. I told everybody Derek Carr was good last year, and he's proven to be just as good as he was last year, if no, not better. And this, this is his best year of his career by far. Well, I, well I you know who agrees with that is his brother. His brother gave him an yeah. MVP vote in NFL.com's uh, – at mid-season awards the I mean, only person due- to give him a vote yeah <laughs> the and then he's got his receivers are nelson aguilar Ma- henry ruggs is in and out of the lineup uh josh jacobs is kind of inconsistent and well, i know we'll talk about him a little bit later but the defense is doing really well and he's slinging it down the field i mean he just is healthy and feels good unlike other quarterbacks that get injured in 2016 on christmas eve so right. that's well, really wait, just wait. why i chose Derek carr can I paint a picture for you? No, you can't. The Raiders get the seven seed in the playoffs. The Titans get the three seed. <laughs> the Raiders come to Nashville for the first round. Marcus Mariota has worked his way into being active by this point. Derek Carr goes down early in the game. Mariota comes out to tremendous roar of applause from this sucker-ass Nashville crowd. I actually kind of think he gets booed. No way. Yeah. I don't think he gets booed either. <laughs> There's so that, many people that absolutely love that him. That crowd would give him a standing ovation if he came out onto the field. I'm going to be there and I'm going to boo him. I know Please. you would. <laughs> I would. I would love it. Anyway, that's the picture. You can and he, so he comes out in the field and you say everybody's cheering and then he gets injured and then they play with <laughs> Peterman. Is that the, the rest of the story? And the Titans uh, win 40-3 to three and go on to the next round of the playoffs. Is the Peterman really their – uh, back up right now. Yep. My uh, gosh. He's so he bad. <laughs> he's so I mean, bad. How bad is Marcus that they don't even care if he's healthy or not? Well, remember, like, oh, we'll just roll yeah. Peterman out there. Remember all off season. I think it was uh, Ted Nguyen from, I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name, uh, who covers the Raiders for the athletic. He said that Marcus looked terrible the entire off season. Him and Victor did. Yeah. 
both both the guys that cover the uh, Raiders. So I will do the next two Ryan picks, and uh, this is a sit at quarterback. It's Russell Wilson. And Ryan goes, I know, I know, but picking smart is not working for me. Maybe picking a stud will change my luck. Plus, I'm playing him in my regular fantasy, so if I'm wrong here, then my fantasy team wins. Not too bad of a matchup either versus the Rams, who are averaging 14.4 per game versus opposing QBs in over the past five games, have given up less than 10 points in four or five contests, and they are coming off a bye to extra prepare for Seattle. Well, he actually said for settle. Oh, yeah. Sorry for settle. Sorry. <laughs> My eyes just uh, just assumed it said Seattle. <laughs> but you, you're, he's going to have to settle for Seattle. And I necessarily don't agree. And not to spoil what his wide receiver uh, sit is, but his wide receiver sit, I was actually going to sit as a flex because I was going to be really onion hanging. But then I was like, nah, I'll change it. But I think this Jalen Ramsey, if, I'm assuming he's back in the game and healthy in the lineup coming off the bye. I know he got injured in the game before the bye. I like this. I think it's ballsy. I, I, th- I, think, it's, I think it's unlikely, but I think it's very ballsy and it is possible. Ramsey was cleared, um, so he'll play. expected to play anyway. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a pretty good pick as far as having to choose someone in the top 12 goes because the Rams have been playing really well on defense. They're up to number two in the league in scoring defense after the Colts uh, gave up too many points to the Ravens. So the, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, you can get a lot worse than that. The start is Ronald Jones. Good matchup this week. And Tommy Tom Tom might need to take a back seat based on his last game and hand the ball off more. Carolina is 28th, giving up 26 points per game. 28th worst. Best? That'd be fifth. It was, it's 28th best, yeah. Yeah, 28th best. Is which, is, which is fifth best. Fifth worst. Fifth easiest. Fifth easiest. Fifth From easiest. a fantasy standpoint, fifth easiest. I don't know why he put he, – I guess he knew <laughs> I was going to read this one, and he knew he was going to fuck me up. Here, he's, give, he's the fifth easiest, giving up 26 points per game to opposing running backs. Thoughts Wait, sorry. on – I, said, I don't like this pick. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, me JG. either. He also said not too bad of a matchup in his Russell Wilson pick when I think he meant that the other way around. Like, it is a pretty bad matchup for right. Russell Wilson. Anyway, sorry. Well, I think he's saying for him for him to pick it, it's not too bad of a matchup. I don't like the Ronald Jones pick, though, because it's Leonard Fournette's backfield. They don't trust Ronald Jones to do anything here. Uh, he's Yeah, as JG just pantomimed, he stole – Bruce Arians hat. He's not getting any touches. That's, that's the whole story. And sorry, they, Ronald Jones, you've been disappeared. How many times what, did they the, run the ball? Five. That's what I was about to say. They ran <laughs> the ball times. five times. That's the least amount of times a team as a team has rushed with the running back. Like that's crazy. One of those was a blank ever kneel down. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> Like, what the hell is going on? What was he thinking? What an oh. amazing end to that game, by the way. We had Jameis Winston, who oh, can yeah. now see and is an amazing quarterback. And we had Blaine Gabbert. So it was kind yeah. of, you know, both former Tampa Bay quarterbacks, both former, well, Blaine Gabbert was a former Titan, both failed, you know, first round picks. Just what an unbelievable game. I could I'm not. Trying, I, 
I, I couldn't believe that's how that game went yeah. either. I, I'm trying my best to trade Ronald Jones right now because I just don't want anything to do with him. I'm done with yeah, him. I was dead him, to me. Actually. He is dead to me. He's dead. Someone, to me. someone out there will still think he's good because they're not paying attention. Oh, you mean like I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my sit is Mike Davis. Kristen McCaffrey is not playing. And you would think, oh, that's going to be really good. No, he's going up against Tampa Bay, who is the 11th best against the run. They are not allowing – they're the 11th best defense against the run. They're not allowing a lot of fantasy points. And when Christian McCaffrey saw saw them when they were healthy at the beginning of the year, he only ran for 18 carries for 59 yards. Do – no, no, that's where we're stopping with that stat. We are stopping with that stat. So do not expect a lot of yards from Mike Davis. It's not going to happen. And this, and he is currently running back 18. Fade Mike Davis. Did he have a lot of reception? I'm not even looking at it, but did he have a lot of receptions that game? Not McCaffrey. Mike, yeah, Mike Davis, Davis himself. Mike Davis. Eight catches for 74 yards that game. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, that sure was when Mike, Mike Davis Evans? was really good. That was when Mike Davis oh. was really good. But now he kind of stinks. He's yeah. been really bad the last couple of weeks. Yeah, His Tampa last... Bay's gonna gonna beat them. Yeah, I, I, think I will Tampa say Bay... I don't think uh, Davis is a terrible DFS pick because he's really cheap right now. I think he's four thousand yeah. on uh, DraftKings. Yeah, that's fine. But fade him in real fantasy. Trade him. Trade him. That's what you should do. All Justin, right. what is your start at running back? It's not very – I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to start Philip Lindsay this week, you know, because why not? you got to pick somebody. The Broncos play the Raiders, and Belvin Gordon sucks. Philip Lindsay did not have a very good game last week. He only had, I think, like six carries for like 18 yards or something. I'm not sure what the exact numbers were. They weren't good, and the that's mostly because the Broncos got down right away. They were trailing the Falcons like – me and Zach gave out some really great advice, which was to bet on the Broncos on Sunday morning, and then that great advice, I don't know what happened to it. It just, like, wasn't so great. It was a topsy-turvy weekend for But then while bets. they were losing, you parlayed them, correct, JG? Um, while they were losing, I parlayed Denver and Seattle live because yes. you never know. Sometimes they make crazy comebacks, and you can win a lot of money. You know, you just sprinkle a little bit on the money line. You don't expect <laughs> to win. You just... Try to get one of those big play. Hey, one time I did this with the Clippers, and they were losing by like 10 points, and I'd already bet, live bet them like five times, and they got up to like plus 900, and I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to keep betting on them. And they came back and won, I made like 30 times what I bet that night because of all of – anyway, it's fine. Um, so I always odds. bet the losers. Always parlay the losers. Yeah. You never know what could happen. Anyway, I'm go- <laughs> Anyway, I'm rolling with Philip Lindsay this week because – the Raiders have been tough against, or have been bad against running backs all year. In order to get back on track, the Broncos are going to have to get Philip Lindsay more involved. He only had eight carries last week. Sorry, I said that wrong earlier. So, Philip Lindsay, roll him out there. He's scoring a touchdown this week. You can bank on it. Bank on it. Bank on it. He says. Are you? I don't sure... feel great about this. I just yeah. Are you sure that there. we as, uh, as owners of Philip Lindsay, if we own Philip Lindsay, are you sure you can bank on it? I'm sure you can um, put it in the bank, baby. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, I'm going to put it in the bank. You're trying to 
Are you trying to filibuster while you look something up here? Nope. Nope. All Greenlaw, your sit. So my sit at running back this week is Josh Jacobs versus the Broncos. The Broncos have the 13th best run DVOA on defense. And I think this is a game where they can pass with Derek Carr. You just saw Justin Herbert pass all over the Broncos. Or, yeah, Justin, no, who was it? Matt Ryan passed all over the, the Broncos, Justin Herbert the week before. This is a very gettable matchup for Derek Carr, I think. And Booker and some other guys were vulturing some touches from Jacobs last week. Uh, as a Jacobs fantasy owner, it's, he's been extremely up and down, uh, especially recently. So I'm, I'm sitting him this week. It's tough to find a running back in the top 12 that you, or 24 that you want to sit, but this is a guy I thought not the greatest matchup in the world. The reason I was filibustering a little bit was because you said the Raiders, and then I said that the Raiders were facing the Chargers for whatever reason. And so my Derek Carr is still good because they are giving up the eighth most points against uh, fantasy quarterbacks, Denver Broncos. So I just, just had to go start Derek Carr no matter what. He's yeah, matchup start. proof. Matchup proof. MVP Derek Carr. I personally, I just want to say because as a Josh Jacobs owner that I hope you're wrong. Uh, but you're probably not. Yeah, I have them too. I hope I'm wrong. This is kind of like what Ryan was saying. If I'm wrong, I'm still right because it'll help me out in a in a matchup this week. Yeah. Yeah. And your team's I, ultimately more important than anyone listening to this podcast. Yeah, oh, and absolutely. I really didn't like that Devontae Booker was getting a lot of carries. Like, what was no, that? No, it stunk. What was when he that, vultured John? that touchdown, Ugh. I thought Josh mm. Jacobs was injured. I thought he pulled a Justin Jackson and got injured on the – you know, before he even got into the game. Yeah, he just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Rapture. Jersey on the field. Uh, who is your start at wide receiver? Greenlaw. Uh, my start at wide receiver is Brandon Cooks. Uh, Browns, not very good against the pass. And this is Brandon Cooks' last four weeks where he was playing. There's a bye mixed in here. But he had 30 points, 21 points, 13 points, and then 17 points. He is getting involved in this offense. And I think – it's a, it's a really good matchup against the Browns. Uh, they might not have David Johnson, which means even more pass attempts because Duke Johnson had something like two yards per carry this past week. So a lot of passes. I think Cooks is going to get involved, and he's got a good chance of scoring too. Yeah, fuck I'm all the Texans. In. I'm all in on Cooks. Of course you are. You're a secret Texans fan. He I was am, my thoroughly start last week, and it was correct. And I talked a little bit about what you talked about. It's just the target number since Bill O'Brien got fired. It's like Cooks has taken over as the primary receiver. Are you concerned that with them that they're going to fire Deshaun or they're going to cut Deshaun Watson before the game because he's just, you know, doesn't fit with the culture? Yes. That's a real concern. That's a real concern you should have. Who is your sit, Justin? I see that you're uh, you're going with the double again, I, like you did last like, week. I just there's like a little secondary advice, but my pick is here is actually Adam Thielen with the Vikings set to face the Chicago Bears in the interdivision game. The Vikings just don't throw the ball anymore. I don't know what the deal is, but Adam Thielen's last few games why, why you don't have to it. when you yeah. got Dalvin Cook run for <laughs> 250 I, yards a game. I fully agree with that strategy, actually, especially when Kirk Cousins is your quarterback and Justin Jefferson has been coming on on the other side of the field and he's been uh, out-targeting Thielen as of late. So I'm worried that when the Vikings do throw, 
they're going to look at Jefferson. The Bears' passing defense has been great. It's their strength as a defense this year. They're allowing the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this year. And I just like, if I had Adam Thielen right now, I'd be trying to trade him because I just like, ugh, gross. I don't want any part of this passing offense. I would too. And I think the name value is going to get you something something good. I mean, I, I completely agree. Is it someone I'm selling high on? Maybe I, I don't even know get if it's you... high anymore. Maybe you can get you the player that I'm going to talk about next. And my start is Cooper Cup, who's going to play Seattle twice when you need him to this week and next and in week 16. Cooper Cup, he's been he's been catching back up to where he was at. And I think this is going to be a good Cooper Cup game against Seattle's horrible defense. I mean, Stephon Diggs was running routes and tricking those cornerbacks over in Seattle like crazy. And Cooper Cup is one of the best route runners out there. I know Stephon Diggs is the best, but Cooper Cup is pretty close. Um, I mean, it's just – What about it's Devontae not, Adams? He's got something to say here. Uh, yeah, I guess so. That's true. Um, but, you know, kind of part – you know, going off of what uh, Greenlaw said, Jared Goff versus Seattle, receivers versus Seattle, you just got to roll them out. And there's no – Cooper Cup is a guy you could probably even buy low on. You could probably get him and a player for Adam Thielen at this point. There's no reason why people shouldn't be trying to target Cooper Cup at the moment. And it's just they're giving up the most points to fantasy wide receivers. So, like, what else? And it's not even close. Like, quarterbacks, they're giving up the most, but it's kind of close between them and who's number two? The Falcons, it's like a, a point or so. Wide receiver, they're giving up the most by six points. And how many targets did Cooper Cup have last week? I thought this was a freaking typo the first time I saw it. Do you know how many targets he had? He had 20, 20 targets last week. He, what? They were on a bye, so that's a lie. on a bye. Their last zero. game. Their last game. Two weeks ago. Their last game against Miami when they got blown out in a game that they almost came back. He really had 20 literally. targets? 20 targets, dude. That's, That's how many Tyler Lockett had when he had his, you know, 50-point game or whatever a couple weeks yeah. ago. And Cup only had like 11 catches for 100-something yards and no score. So his fantasy day wasn't great. I mean, it's fine. PPR, it's pretty good, but you'd like to get a touchdown. 20 targets? Bro. Bro. Rah. Against Seattle, if he has 20 targets, he's going to score 50 fantasy points. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Ryan Sit. And Ryan Sitt is Tyler Lockett. And let me read it like he would. This has nothing to do with my quarterback choice. Also, I'm doubling up here based on my quarterback choice. Plus, same fantasy notes from Wilson goes to this about my personal team. And Rams are decent versus quarterbacks and wide receivers. And Metcalf emergence is looming. I would disagree that it's looming the emergence of DK Metcalf because DK Metcalf is has arrived. Bonafide wide receiver one. But like I no said earlier, question. I kind of agree with Tyler Lockett. But do you think that um, Jalen Ramsey is going to be on Metcalf, thus potentially opening the door for Lockett to actually be the better wide receiver play in this game? No, I think they're going to put Taylor, Tyler Lockett and Jalen Ramsey in bracket coverage over DK Metcalf. Okay. That could happen. I am sensing it's a trend happen. with I Ryan's just told picks. You it's Ryan is, uh, is consistently picking people that are on his fantasy team, and he's picking them to do poorly so that he can juju them into being good. So he must be in dire need of a win here because he's really pulling out all the stops. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to his start for tight end, and his start for tight end is Evan Ingram. 
Holy revival, Batman. Ingram has woken up lately, scoring double digits in each of the last three contests. Plus, Cream Cheese is ranked 30th versus opposing tight ends. Hot hand meet favorable matchup. The Giants are playing Philadelphia, if that was unclear to anyone. <laughs> it was so unclear to me earlier when I read that. I had to look it up. I was like, what is he even talking about? Now, is this supposed to be creme cheese? No, no, like Philadelphia cream. Uh, no, yeah, but, but it, the way he, he spelled it, it's like creme, creme brulee or something he like that. He did write creme de la creme. Yeah. <laughs> well. I, I like the pick, though. Evan Ingram has been effective, and that's even with Daniel Jones being his quarterback. I will say this. The last time Philadelphia and the Giants played, I chose Evan Ingram to start. So if And he, he bombed, like at one point or something crazy like that. He sucked versus Philadelphia. So if he does really good for Ryan, that's going to suck. Uh, he was tight end 10, and you got the – or sorry, he had 10.9 points. He was tight end 12, and you got the pick correct. Oh. Well, then I hope he sucks. Anyway. <laughs> I almost chose Ingram just, for my I'm just so pick. good, I just can't get – I just assumed I'd lost But then I was one. like, <laughs> I'm not going to trust Daniel Jones with my pick, so I didn't choose yeah. Ingram. That's true. Big matchup okay. against cream cheese, though. Yeah, the cream <laughs> cheese. I am going to do what Justin did to me last week and steal one of his picks and call myself a genius. Hey, hey, you picked my quarterback from the week before last week. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't only deal in the now. I don't dwell in the past. Come on. You took my receiver from the week before. We We all do this. We're all smart. Oh, okay. So it's all our faults until you've done it. And then, oh, it's it's just something that happens. I was just accusing because I had been accused. That was oh, all. Yeah. You just stole Zeke Zach Elliott. Was the first riding the week. Zeke Elliott train that I already done. Okay, we're talking about he Mark played, Andrews. By the way. What was up with that? Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Mark Andrews, tight end seven, 10.7 points per game. But the last three games are 4.1, 6.2, and 5.2. They are given the new, they face the New England Patriots who are giving up the second least amount of fantasy points to fantasy tight ends. And here's the thing. I didn't even know that Chris Herndon was even freaking healthy on this Jets team. And I see that he, like, I don't even remember him getting targeted or anything. And that may have just been because of the game plan. Or it probably is because their linebackers in New England are so fast that they just, he just couldn't get a clear one. And something is, we've been saying it for weeks, something smells on this Ravens offense and we saw today that Lamar Jackson's already throwing in his offensive coordinator because he's a diva. Maybe he should learn from Patrick Mahomes instead of not paying attention to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I am falling hard, hating. Like, Lamar Jackson, I'm, I'm very much very close to calling out and saying, nah, yeah. I'm done with him. Because I think, yeah. he's missing all kinds of people. I think previously we had said you should trade for him, but I think you should trade him away as soon as possible. Uh, His comments today were really, really confusing because they've built that offense around his strengths and he hasn't developed as a passer at all. So there's nowhere for the offense to go. It's stagnant because he has stopped developing. Yeah. And people are, I had one guy named Antonio four, six, seven, three, two, nine, eight. And I'm not even joking about that. Twitter name. Um, Try to say, well, it's obviously Greg Roman's fault because, I mean, everybody knows that Greg Roman sucks. 
Greg Roman was just getting lauded by NFL everybody about how he should be a head coach because he takes his offense and fits it to the strengths of his uh, player. It's his player that's not developing. It's his player that's fumbling the ball, throwing pick sixes, throwing interceptions, getting sacked, missing wide open receivers. He can't. He can't fix that. He can't fix that with that unless they just want to run constantly. They did just pick up Luke Wilson today, former Seahawks tight end, and not that he's going to be the end-all, be-all, whatever, but I heard Warren Sharp talking about this, about their personnel usage and stuff, and they've been a very three-tight-end heavy team last year, and this year haven't been as much, mainly because of Hayden Hurst's departure. So you do wonder if the addition of Luke Wilson as like a blocking utility tight end piece can kind of help. Their offense it's get sad back that track, you have but... to have three tight ends to be a good offense yeah. or to be a good quarterback too. Also, that like, yeah, sucks. Yeah, as far as Zach's pick though of sitting Mark Andrews, I don't think that affects it because what does Bill Belichick do? He takes away your best player on offense, and that's Mark Andrews. So if yeah. if they get burned by someone else, so be it. But I don't think it's going to be Mark Andrews. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Justin, tell us your start at tight end. I'm going to start Eric Ebron at tight end this week because Eric Ebron has a nice matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals. I looked up all these stats for when the Titans were playing the Bengals for Johnny Smith's sake, and the Bengals are allowing so many yards, catches, touchdowns to tight ends. Now, Johnny didn't have the game that he could have had because I think he's dealing with that ankle injury. But even despite that, the Bengals are still number two in fantasy points allowed to tight ends, only two-tenths of a point behind Atlanta. And Eric Ebron has been pretty involved in the passing game. The Steelers don't blow anybody out, so they're going to be in the game and needing to throw throughout until the fourth quarter. And uh, I think Ben Roethlisberger, he was a close contact with Vance McDonald, so he's on the COVID list, but he should be okay for Sunday's game. If not... I'm screwed here, but and don't listen to me. But I think Ebron should be fine. Yeah, I, I don't have an opinion either way because you know Eric Ebron is just you know the worst. True, he's a horrible human being. Okay, start with a sit over here, Robert Greenlaw's. End it on the tight ends for us. Well, I'm going to go with Johnny Smith. It it hurts me because I have Johnny Smith. I don't know what I'm going to do with Johnny Smith. He's only had a couple targets in each of the last few games. He hasn't really been productive. I, I mean, he made the most of his two catches this past game, but beyond that, not been very productive. The Colts were the second best team in terms of points per game uh, against tight ends. So I think this is a horrible matchup for him. If he produced, I'd be really, really surprised. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it's, I just don't think, he, like I said earlier, I just don't think he's, he's 100%. It's just something about it, and and maybe we're wrong, and he's just gonna go off. But I, I think it's at least one more week before we see him go off, and it is the Colts. Give us a start on defense, Greenlaw. My start on defense is the is the Packers, and basically just because of Jake Luton. That's, I think, uh, Jair Alexander is gonna shut down DJ Chark, and I I. That's where Luton went a lot of the time this past week against the Texans. I think he's going to shut it down. I think their pass rush is much better than the Texans. I think they are going to be – they're going to have a lot of sacks. They might have a, a pick or two. This is a good game for the Packers defense that has struggled with teams uh, recently. So I think this is a nice little get-back game. Yeah. 
The yeah. Packers are like 14, maybe 14 and a half point favorites. Can't remember where the line's at. Oh, the line's down to 13. Interesting. Yeah, and I, but the Packers are playing the Jaguars, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, did you say line? It sounded like he said lions. Yeah, he like, said a line. Oh, okay. But Sorry. yeah, and even if he gets some garbage time points, they're still gonna have those sacks and interceptions that's gonna that are gonna help yeah. your defense. They're they're gonna they're gonna wreak havoc on Jake Luton. It was it was a nice story for one week. Yeah. Uh going to a sit on defense. Green uh Justin, who you got? This is in no way conflicting with your tight end sit. But I think the Patriots' defense has seen uh, better days. When Joe Flacco is tossing deep touchdowns all over you, it's time to just throw in the towel and <laughs> go for a draft pick. Uh, he's I elite. Is... I don't see yeah. what the problem is. It's a resurgence, okay, Justin. Fair. He's aggressing now. He, he had all this time off. He's got to make up for it. That's fair. Good. That is totally fair. But I do think the Patriots' big weakness is in their rush defense. And uh, – the Ravens are the number one team in the NFL in running the ball. Lamar Jackson has was running it a little more last week, maybe out of necessity, than he has this season against the Colts, and he ran it in for a touchdown. He's going to run in lots of touchdowns against Patriots. I'm probably going to start Lamar in a DFS lineup because I think he's – I think this is, like, going to be a big statement day for Baltimore. What's the statement, that we can beat a really bad team? Yes. Ooh, that's a great They statement. haven't done that this year, <laughs> in a few weeks at least. All right. Uh, my, start, <laughs> my start at defense, Minnesota, who's currently defensive special team ranked number 17 with just a measly 5.4 points per game. But they're going up against the Chicago offense, who's given up 9.6 points per game. And the Titans last week had 14 points against the Chicago Bears offense as a defense, and they were ranked number two. The week before that were the Saints, and they got seven points from ranked number four. This is this is easy. Nick Foles sucks. He's basically the Lamar Jackson of the Midwest, and to me, it's over. This whole Bears needs to be blown up. Keep the defense, but you got to blow up this offense. And for the love of God, get Allen Robinson somewhere with a quarterback. Sure. They have very similar mobility skills too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nick Foles and Lamar Jackson. We very saw it in the Super Bowl. They're, they both <laughs> can run. Right. Uh, we're going with a sit and Ryan's sit on defense is the Philadelphia Eagles, which is a surprising sit. See above, talking about Evan Ingram. The Giants have been putting up some points. Or, sorry, the Giants have been putting some points up. Daniel Jones may suck, but he still finds the end zone somehow. And these East matchups have been screwy. So chaos. Why not? Sure. Why not? <laughs> hey, I'm just reading it like it's, like it's written. <laughs> I don't know if I'd do it, but hey, why not? Yeah, because Philadelphia, I believe, got nine points and was a top 12 defense last time they faced, but I could be wrong on that. But but I hopefully believe... you have a better option than the Eagles defense. I mean, it's a good matchup. Just... It, yeah, you just yeah. got to stream, right? If, if you're if you're rostering and not streaming, or if you just ignore it, I mean, you could just ignore your defense. But if you're stream, if you're not streaming defenses, get a life. I mean, well, this don't is hold on sit, to this right? Even. Yeah, this is sit. I, 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 I do totally not disagree, like this. By the way, yeah, Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. I would not. I do not agree with this pick at all. Yeah. Uh, 
he's going in again with the cream cheese. So yeah. we'll Crab see if it pays cheese. off. Yeah. Creme de la creme. Okay, his start at the flex is Jonathan Taylor. Playing versus the Titans, who are coming off of their best performance, but I am not all the way there yet. Also, he runs routes that Rivers can still throw, and they attack the areas on offense that the Titans have been weaker at this year. Plus, if I'm wrong, it is good for the Titans. That's true at the wrong, end, I but I, I feel like yeah. he'll be wrong. Right? <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I mean, come on, Taylor. But it has nothing to do with his, you know, analysis or anything. I think the I I, I may not agree I with the routes. Taylor but, just sucks. That's yeah. That's yeah. that's what it boils down to. I just don't have this belief in Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor. And we've been all. telling you that since the off season. Hopefully, yeah. you didn't draft him high because he's been terrible. Yeah, he's yep. been awful. I got an onion hanger for you guys, and it is sitting. And he won't even crack the top 60. DJ Chark Jr. Not even in the top 60 this year. Or this this week, sorry. And here's why. Green Bay has Jair Alexander. And Jair Alexander is shadowing all the number one receivers on all these teams. And right now, Green Bay is the the, uh, seventh best versus fantasy wide receivers. And since week one, Here's what Jair Alexander has allowed since week one. He hasn't allowed over 27 yards to his receivers. He's allowed zero touchdowns since week one and has allowed a passer rating of 69.8 since week one. He's only had one penalty. I just want to throw that in there. Talk about how good Jair Alexander is having as far as his season goes. He's an all-pro. DJ Chark will not make the top 60. And we don't don't freak out. Computer has rebooted. It is a simulation. We told you that Ryan would be back once the simulation is rebooted, so the simulation is back online. We told you all you had to do was stare at the screen, which all three of us have been doing nonstop for the past mm-hmm. hour or so, and voila. There he is. Uh, real quick, we're, we're going to Justin on his uh, start and the flex. My start in the flex is Devontae Parker. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Tua be really awesome last week, but he was pretty awesome. Dolphins are on a four-game win streak now. That's pretty insane. And Preston Williams, I don't know if you guys saw this, but he got hurt last weekend. So Preston Williams. And he's on IR. Now on IR, Devontae Parker is the guy in the passing game. And uh, going up against this Chargers defense that – is pretty bad in the back end. I think that Devontae Parker is a nice little play in the flex with Tua throwing in the ball. So you don't think this is now a Jakeem Grant team? You don't think it's his team now? He's taken over wide receiver one type guy? Well, I mean, there's a chance, but if Chris Harris Jr. is playing in the slot on Jakeem Grant for the Chargers defense, that's he's probably their best cornerback, so that takes him out of this particular equation, Devontae Parker, baby. I like it because I have Devontae Parker, so I want this to happen. Ryan, do you have anything about Devontae Parker? I like it. I actually picked up two in a couple fantasy leagues personally that I'm hoping he does well. It's just one of those weeks where I had my homes and didn't have a backup quarterback for some reason, and two was still there, thankfully. So I'm really hoping for some big things again this week. So I actually like the pick. Greenlaw, who is your sit in the flex? I sit in the flex is Brandon Ayuk against the Saints. Uh, 
Marshawn Lattimore shut down Mike Evans this past week. I think he, uh, the Saints are ninth in passing DVOA against, uh, and Nick Mullins is the quarterback. I think this is a game where the Saints are able to dominate again. I think their defense is going to swarm Nick Mullins. It's going to be more more of the same checkdowns, and I, I don't think Brandon Ayuk has a very good game. I don't think any uh, 49er pass catchers have a very good game this week. Interesting. Wow. Especially Maybe after Richie, Richie James. James. Ask, I mean, ask Mike blew up. You don't think that's going to happen? Yeah, you don't think that's going to happen? That it's going to transfer over? Maybe. I'll put an asterisk by it with the caveat of Richie James might be the greatest wide receiver of all time. Oh, man. It's, it's, I think this, is, this one's going to bite you in the butt. Like, I have all the ones that you've done, I think this is my least favorite. Well. Yeah, I appreciate this, that this is the least favorite because that means yeah. you like the other ones more. So yeah, that's true. Daryl, uh, who is your uh, <laughs> you Greenlaw? Who is your sleeper? Daryl Henderson. I, I think it, I already talked about how the the Seattle defense is terrible, and Jared Goff should have you know a field day. But I do think Daryl Henderson sneaks it in. There is a report that his thigh is hurt, so this one could bite me in the butt. But I, I already made it. I'm going to stick with it. Daryl Henderson, hopefully he can vulture a touchdown or something here. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. that one because when I was doing my list, I was I was actually typing in Daryl, never mind. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Is that another guy? Yep. But the Seattle <laughs> defense has been pretty good on the ground and really bad through the air. But pretty Well, good I think ground. it's because they've been pretty good on the ground because everyone's attacking them only through the air. There's no yeah, reason to Yeah, but Jamal Adams is them. such a good box safety. He's going to come down. He's going to be Yikes. all up in the bitch ass. That I trade wish we looks had a good so safety. bad. I wish that the Titans had a good so safety. Oh, 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 oh. Who is uh, your well, Don't they? Armani Hooker? Armani. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. I was gonna. He's that. more of a he's more of a multifaceted MVP kind of guy, like an opera. <laughs> have right. you ever heard of uh, Hookum Kenny Vaccaro? Yeah, I have. He's been getting. All, I hear the refs say his name all the time. Okay, Justin, Dar, who is your sleeper? <laughs> he did it again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, not Daryl, but only one letter off. Darnell Mooney. I've picked this little Mooney boy as a sleeper before, <laughs> and we return to the well here because of. The matchup, you guys need to chill out about my – he's a little guy. What do you want me to say? He's a little speedster of a guy, and that's um, – that's little guy is. is so much better than calling him a little boy. You know, the guy's a well, grown man the, in the NFL. You don't have to call him a little boy. The my he's thing little, is when he goes – he goes, calls him little moony boy. Or he says, <laughs> show me the moon. Mean? Yeah, when you said, show me the moon. That's the thing Pass, is he's that he's – He's traffic because he's passing, catching passes and mooning people, man. Just a little moony boy. He's, he's, he's flying by the defense and just, yeah, giving him a little moon action on his way to the end zone, baby. <laughs> Minnesota, his opponent this week is number two in points allowed at fantasy wide receivers, giving up the most points – Fantasy wide receivers, we mentioned Seattle earlier, so there's a six-point gap there, but Minnesota's still pretty bad against the pass. I don't think they've – they're not – I mean, their defense isn't better than it was weeks ago. They've just been able to run the ball like crazy. Against Chicago, that might be a bit of a tougher proposition, so I think that we see a big, a big deep shot from Darnell to Darnell, the man Mooney. The man boy Mooney. <laughs> okay. The man child. Little Mooney boy. 
I am going to take a trip over to Hollywood. And another reason why I wanted to fade Mark Andrews as a tight end was because I feel like this is the Hollywood Brown game. After watching, for whatever reason, I chose to do so, watching the entire Jets-Patriots game on Monday Night Football and seeing the emergence of elite Joe Flacco. I also saw that they were beating them over the top. Like I said earlier, he had over 10 points per pass attempt. I think you're going to see a lot of deep ball game coming from this. I think they're going to attack these corners. I think Hollywood Brown is the way to go versus the Patriots. I think he is going to be the one shining star in this entire offense. I'm with you. I benching the Pats D. I'm with it. I'm I'm in. Let's do it. Big Let's Lamar it. day. All right. Bring us home, Ryan, on your sleeper of the week. Yeah, I get a pick. My sleeper this week is Jerry Judy, and he's my sleeper for a couple of reasons. First of all, he's really had an uptick. In fact, he's coming off probably his best career game ever of this last week. Plus, he's seen double digits in targets the last two weeks as well. And you pair that with a matchup that could turn into a semi-shootout versus Las Vegas. Two similarly matched teams. They're going to be going down to the wire. He can make. He really has to make just a couple of big catches, but I think he's going to get three or four big catches and, and milt, uh, mix that in with a six or seven reception day. I think it's going to be a big day for Jerry Judy, so feel free to plug him in in your flex, in your flex for your lineup. Now let me read what you wrote about Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is my sleeper as he has had an uptick lately coming off of his best game of his career. Double-digit targets in each of the past two games. Pair this with a math cup that could be a semi-shootout between evenly matched teams-ish – and Judy could be in for another decent day. Proof, I can, I actually can speak better, surprisingly. <laughs> speak better than I can type, which is weird. The old math cup. You gotta, math when cup. you're doing these fantasy he's gonna add up starts, points. you got to look at the math cups. <laughs> he's going to add up math cups. I a long stacked, division here. Two maths, one cup. Drew Locke and Jerry Judy on a DFS lineup last week, and I didn't win anything on that lineup. Man. That sucks. It's because they're losers. Jerry they Judy had, said this uh, week that he's tired of losing, but it's not going to change anytime soon. So, sorry, I mean, pal. You're right. Even if they have great fantasy days, your team that you play them on is still a loser because yep. they're losers. Mm-hmm. Or, Ryan, I, we, since you weren't here at the beginning, we want to hear what you learned this week in fantasy football. <laughs> I learned that I'm not good at it picking these uh, sit starts. So what I did this week, if you can tell for some of my picks, I took some real big risks on some things, trying to trying to take, taking probably the number two overall quarterback in fantasy, number three maybe, and just seeing if he'll have a bad game. So I learned that I can't trust my my research. I just kind of winged it and said, um, that guy. See if it works I out. I like it. I like it. You didn't hate that one, Ryan. Just a yeah, spoiler we actually alert for didn't when you really, listen to yes. that. When you oh, listen later, that. we actually kind of think it could happen. Yeah, when I'm one of one of our two of our twenty views tomorrow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. wow, 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 wow. Twenty <laughs> K views. Twenty K views. Do you think Toyota here. would sponsor us if yeah, we only exactly. had twenty views? Also, I don't know why this didn't click earlier, but RAA, they're sponsoring us because of the flex noise. It sounds exactly like that spell, the ra. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah, it. There it is. Oh my gosh. We have to reach out to them for real. Yeah. Well, guys, I, well, they reached out to us. Yeah, they already did. All right, all right. Excuse me. Sorry. What? Uh, here's the thing. I, I was inspired. I did have a busy night, and part of the simulation was down, so I was I was 
not able to join earlier and but i was inspired here late and this can be cut it can be kept in the show i'm not sure what y'all talked about beforehand but i just i felt after going through some things and i've been going through some motions today with some stuff um really hate to hear the news for Corey davis and uh, titus davis um and his uh losing his battle with cancer just to, to jump on real quick because we've talked about the Harmonier foundation over and over again and i felt compelled to come up here turn on the lights for a little bit and just speak to everyone and it's one of those things where if cancer has not touched your life in some way then count yourself blessed and it's probably going to happen at some point in time before you leave this beautiful earth of ours it's just a, a sad fact of what's going on and i've had it personally happen in my life as well and the heimerdinger foundation does a great job to not only take care of these patients who are going through this at the time but their families as well they really need these uplifting dinners in a time of need and they really do need there's not just the dinners it's the notes that go along with it it's it's a great foundation to get behind it's one of those ones where every single cent you know that's going to it goes to a good cause it's not one you have to worry about so i just felt with the news that hit the titans family this week with that horrible horrible news and and prayers for Corey davidson's family i hate to hear it but i felt because we talk about this and i don't i don't feel like i would i would have been disingenuous if i just let this go and i want to take the chance to speak to the youtube family here that we've grown and the podcast family that we have and speak on because i like i said it's it's near and dear to my heart it's a great foundation and i really think that if you're listening to this and if you are a premium account member and if if this is what drives you to become a premium premium account member make that switch over to the heimerdinger uh account so that they can have a little bit more and we can give back something to that wonderful foundation so that's all i had i apologize about that but just i felt that's the whole reason why i booted up the simulation and was able to join tonight i think that was great and i think you should uh, take us home i can't man after that i'm I'm honestly i'm a little okay well that's all right that's all right i i thought it was great words great words of advice Absolutely. and i hope that all twenty thousand people listen to it actually get in to the broadwaysportsmedia.com and change their membership over to the heimerdinger foundation if you've already bought you can change it over it's great it's it's a good thing to do and everybody should do it prayers out to Corey davis and his family I'm Zach Lyons. There's Justin Graver at Titans Film Room. There's Robert Greenlaw at Rob on Broadway. There's Ryan at Ryan on Broadway. We got all kinds of different podcasts besides this one. We have Football and Other F-Words. We have Music City Audible. We have Coach's Corner. We have Second Victory. And we have Home Run Throwback. All kinds of different things. You got to tune in on Sunday because 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, the world's greatest fantasy football show in under 30 minutes that simultaneously is live from California and Nashville in the world, the best in the world. So it's award winning. It won an award this past week. I got a trophy right here and it's, it's awesome. Uh, I don't know where Gravers is. I guess he didn't get one, but you know, that's what's that award called. It's, it's called a, uh, it's a Yeti. The overdrive. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the, the podcast uh, live simultast uh, Yeti Award for best uh, fantasy football show ever created in America. So, Very Sunday, nice. 10 30 a.m. Central Standard Time. <laughs> Set your little alerts to Broadway TN. Then you can have alerts for anytime we go live, when the Speedway soccer guys go live, when we go live during the game tomorrow or tonight, and halftime. And then we're going to have a post game and it's going to be awesome. And 
hug hug someone hug a family member while you can but wear a mask got, yeah no, wear, please wear uh, i mean are you diseased but yeah. Tell, tell me love hug them. responsibly don't, don't hug yeah, that is our tagline here tell me <laughs> yeah. love them and bury those petty arguments because they're not worth it yeah and exactly holidays are coming up i know it's gonna be a difficult time to sit with your uncle who probably voted for you know someone that you didn't want to vote for <laughs> and it's gonna get crazy but just remember that every life is finite unless you're hooked up to the simulation like ryan and you got to make the most of these holidays while you can. Uh, I know my, I got a couple people that are on the way out. And so I'm going to try and spend as much time as I can. I encourage everybody to do the same. And I think that's a good way to end it. This has been the Flex. And we are flexed out of here. See you, Flex. Sponsored by Toyota Fun. Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> A Broadway Sports Media Production.